Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis. It is Saturday, March the 23rd, 2 p.m. Uh, the year is 2019. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Um, here's here's my interpretation of how things probably went down. So uh, someone with a college degree sitting in an office someplace received a memo stating that the um, landfill was reaching capacity and that something needed to be done quickly. And the person who in charge decided um, they looked at the cost of, of purchasing new land, excavation, labor costs, and just decided to throw the trash in the ocean. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. So that may not have, in my defense, uh, most jobs requiring, um, especially management position requiring a college degree, it, I'm probably better than 50% chance I'm right as far as it being a college educa educated person. But um, we do know that uh, the United States is 20th uh, in contaminating the ocean with waste. And it's so you, you, you have to wonder if they did any kind of research about, you know, what is that smart or um, what are the possible ramifications of it? Uh, because we're in, in the process of contaminating all the water around us. We're contaminating the food we eat with our waste. We, we're growing exponentially as far as waste goes. We've become a disposable society. And now we're having to deal with how do we handle that disposal of goods? And as I said, we're, we're contaminating um, our food supply with our waste. Um in an article I just recently uh, read, uh, Cuvier beaked wheel were washed up on the on the shore and was weak and vomiting blood. Uh, when the whale, after the whale died, uh, they examined the whale. It was uh, the whale's stomach was compacted to a point where the stomach was literally hard as a baseball. It contained 88 pounds of plastic which included 16 rice sacks. Uh, those are similar to potato sacks, plastic bags from a local grocer. And the person that examined the whale says, this animal probably suffered for months or even a year or more. Um, and uh, this was off the, uh, off in the Philippines. Um, but, we had there are numerous floating landfills in our oceans um, off the coast of major countries because of our dumping garbage into uh, the ocean. So we we probably have done that out of convenience of, of trying to find ways of dispose of um, cost of convenience and the cost. Uh, an effective matter of just, you know, hiring a boat to take it out in the middle of the ocean and dump it and not knowing that uh, not all of it is going to sink to the bottom. And if it does sink to the bottom, what effect that has. And so even off the coast of California, there is a floating landfill. Um, it is estimated that we dump and I say we as mankind 
dump 9 million metric tons of garbage into the ocean on an annual basis. This is not a one-time deal. This is annually. We're creating that kind of waste. So we've got waste going into landfills. We've got waste sitting in, in cities, dump sites, and um, and we're continuing to create more additional wealth. So I'm going to give you a few facts on um, plastic, plastic being the most um, prolific littering um, material. Um, and and I, I share these facts not as an attempt to scare um, scare tactics. Um, you know, has caught in a bad name, but it is it is necessary to understand the weight of the the gravity of the problem, and so these these facts aren't like I said, intended to scare you or, or intimidate you into recycling, but it, it help you to understand um, the the gravity of it. So about three hundred million tons of plastic is created each year 300 million tons of new plastic containers and objects are created each year and 150 million tons of that is used only once it's used once and it's discarded each minute 1 million of them are used and the typical bag is used for 15 minutes before it's being discarded. In 2014, the U.S. sold over 100 billion plastic beverage bottles. Uh, the Container Recycling Institute estimated and that 50 57% of that uh, were for water. These are water bottles. Um, a collection of garbage off the California coast, which I mentioned, is twice the size of Texas. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch, as it's called, has six times as much plastic as there is sea life in the area. Now, it is estimated that plastic takes anywhere from 500 to 1,000 years to degrade. But you have to keep in mind Plastic hasn't been around long enough, so we don't know. It may exceed that, but there is an estimate that um, it's going to take that long for the for the plastic to biodegrade. Um, it is without argument that every piece of plastic that has been produced, except for what has been incinerated, is still in existence. Every piece of plastic, every plastic fork, every plastic straw, every plastic straw covering, every water bottle is still in existence today. As I said, uh, the United States is the 20. 20th largest polluter of plastic in the ocean. Uh, according to the UN Environmental Program, some, as I said, 9 billion, or sorry, 9 million tons of plastic end up in the ocean each year. 
if we keep going this way, it will be more uncommon or more common to see an animal die of plastic than of natural causes. Let's think about that for a moment. If we keep going, doing the, the things that we're doing, dumping plastic into the ocean, producing plastic on the on the scale that we're producing plastic and using plastic, um, one use plastic, um, it will be more likely, more common for an animal to die of plastic poisoning than to die of natural causes. Don't want to make that um, scare tactic, but I want you to understand the gravity of how our actions are impacting the world around us. Now we've made some, or we've done some, some people are, are taking efforts to try to contain, first off, single use plastics, um, plastic bags at the grocery store, um, you know, plastic bags for meat when you buy deli meats and things like that, or, um, by cheese or things like that. Um, some of those things are being outlawed. Um, Hawaii is one of the two states, one, one of the two states, I think it was uh, Minnesota was the other one. And, but I, I know it was Hawaii that has put a ban on most plastics in restaurants that um, eliminates the plastic forks, eliminates the plastic um, cutlery, the styrofoam boxes. Um, it They're also putting forth law that would, as I said, eliminate the styrofoam containers. Um, they have another, uh, California has eliminated plastic drinking straws. And people don't think that um, Straws cause that much of a problem because um, they're small and we think that they're they're all going to land up, wind up, you know, not causing a particular problem. But the, the turtles have been found with, um, you know, straws stuck in their beaks or, um, you know, piercing their shells. Um, so so the plastic that we're putting back into our society and we have a tendency to use plastic as a convenience because so I, I remember as a, as a kid uh, the the house I lived in had an alley and so out behind the house uh, there was a there was a grocery store on the corner a small neighborhood grocery store which you don't see a lot of anymore but um, and down the alley uh, behind the house, there was broken bottles all over the place. So, there were, you know, we'd always have to go out and clean up the broken bottles, broken glass. And and, and at the time, glass was recyclable. All you, you took it back to the store. They gave you a nickel for the for the bottle. So you it, they were trying to encourage re recycling even then. So when I say I was a kid, you know, that's a few years ago. Um, but we've we've been trying to do this recycling thing. Um, not necessarily seriously, um, but it, it may be that we need to start taking it a lot more seriously than we do. But uh, as I said, you know, down the alley, there were um, broken glass, there was paper. Um, 
and and that's how we see our it's always someone else's responsibility to clean up our responsibility is to do things that are convenient for us and then someone else will handle all of the heavy lifting someone else will do the work to make sure that everything's clean and fresh because we have a city cleaning department and they're supposed to go down the alleys and they're supposed to sweep and clean that up but but people don't want to take the responsibility to do something about the waste they create um recycling is a i believe a necessary part of how we we have to incorporate that into the way we live and i was reading one article and i couldn't find it so doing the research for the show, I ran across this article and they talked about some of the ways that we can try to mitigate the amount of cra- trash that we create by going to taking um, containers. To, well, like now we have uh, reusable shopping bags. Um, and so you take your shopping bag to the store, you, you refill it. And you use it over and over and over instead of getting a new shopping bag every time or a new bag to carry your groceries home in every time you go get groceries. And so they were talking about we may need to go to something where you bring your own containers for meat and cheese and other items. So that when you buy your groceries. um, You're not taking fresh plastic out of the place or you're not taking a lot of single use plastic and just having to find some way to discard it. And one of the things that I found also interesting, and this one hit me a little hard. I don't have a problem with the recycling. I'm, I'm a, a definite recycler. Um, garbage bags. And I hadn't even thought about garbage bags. Uh, so I thought, you know, it was. So garbage bags don't, don't allow. I, it allows me to to have trash a little longer without it um, decaying to the point of creating a problem inside my home. And then I can just tie the bag, uh, carry it all out to, I don't have to carry the trash can um, out to the, the, the dumpster and just dump it. But uh, trash bags are another problem in that recycling um, world. And so now I have to to try to figure out. I mean, it's 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 a contingent upon me once I have been informed that there's a problem and identified what are the problems. It is contingent upon me to act. And in the advertising that I put forth for this podcast, uh, one of the things that I said is the Green New Deal is not just the government. It's not what someone else does to help our society function better and be less, uh, be more tolerant to our environment around us so that we live better lives, so that we take care of the environment that we have so that so that we are better healthy, so that we are doing things that are long term beneficial for all of us. So. So now that I've been informed 
that the tr my trash bag is the problem, I have no excuse for finding some way to mitigate that problem. And I think a lot of times what people do is they look to science to solve the problem. So science is 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 attacking some of the problems of how do we uh, decompose plastic? How do we break down plastic? Because um, there's two places or several places that we have to break down the plastic. We have to break down that plastic in landfills. We have to break down that plastic in the ocean or get it out of the ocean and then break it down. And um, and we have to um, create reusable um, reusable items that do are biodegradable. So science has a big job, but we as individuals also have a big job. Is that until we can, until science can come up with a solution, we have to manage what we do with the trash that we have, what we do with the, the plastics and the litter that we have. And so, so um, coming up with a solution for the trash, uh, the um, trash bags is, is a challenge, a significant challenge for me. Um, So, so, um, not just plastics. Um, one of the things that uh, I encountered recently that was significant, and it made me think. I've, I've thought about this before, but it, it in in light of reuse, in light of doing this podcast and thinking about recycling. Um, it, it became more important to recognize how um, we're marketing in our in our free market system, how we we're so companies have an incentive noticed a while back that um, so before when I was growing up, there was the idea that something was built to last. And what company realized, if you build it to last, you can't sell as many of them. If you don't sell as many of them, you don't make as much money. So the profit incentive became, let's make things that have to be replaced regularly. When you do that, you create waste. There has to be some kind of balance between creating things that are useful and creating things that are reusable. Um, an example. So I bought, um, and I'm not just picking on Sony here. Uh, Sony is just, just happens to be the closest the low hanging fruit in my life. Um, I bought a, an SMP dash N 100. That's a Sony media player N 100. The Sony media player allowed me to, um, put my flash drive in. If I had some movies, 
Um, this one did not have a DVD player and it had Wi-Fi and it had um, apps for Netflix, uh, YouTube and other um, other apps. Uh, so after about four years, the YouTube app stopped working. The YouTube app stopped working during that four years. Some apps would come and go. Some apps just didn't get updated um, with content. You know, they were just abandoned by the, the app creator. And eventually the um, media player became virtually useless. I mean, I could still put um, a flash drive in there, but but the amount of usefulness of it, it came down to one app, which was Netflix. Um, and so in order to be able to get more use, I needed to have a different media player because I've got a few DVDs that from old, which movies that I still like to watch from time to time. And um, so I needed a DVD player and I didn't want to go out and buy just a DVD player that kind of creates waste that I did not need. Um, so a friend of mine um, purchased for me as a gift um, uh, a Sony media player that had a DVD, a Blu-ray DVD disc in it. Um, and the one thing about these, oh, and then, so a friend of, another friend of mine, a different friend, had a uh, media player, which was the Google TV. Um, and this was probably the version before, it was made by Sony, probably the version before uh, the Sony media player in 100. So the one thing about these, that, that, that all three of these media players have in common is they're closed systems, which means only Sony has the ability to update, modify, and make changes to the media player. So there, there's two topics here that I'm going to touch on Basically, this is mostly about the recycling of a reuse of the product. So so these products become um, so the one product with the DVD drive in it, I still get use out of and it's still being updated. So I don't particularly have a problem with that. But other than the fact that it's a closed system and I can't add uh, apps, I can't take out apps that are bad apps. Um, I don't have any control over the system that I bought. So I am at the mercy of Sony in what's available on that particular device. But as I was saying, the, 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 so the one device that I have, I, I bought a SMP in 100, uh, a friend of mine had a, um, uh, NZ. Oh, I can't think of it. Anyway. Um, that device stopped working after four years for for them, and 
it is you can't update anything. Uh, you can't even there's a browser in there that allows you to at least browse the Internet. The browser is, of course, out of date after four or five years, but I can't update the browser. I'm not given uh, what I need to try to update the browser, to try to add apps, to to make it useful. So it becomes a paperweight. It becomes a doorstop. It becomes electronic trash that now has to be discarded. There has to be uh, something, you know, has to, it has to be done away with. It becomes garbage. And so I, I, I thought, well, let me go out to Sony. I went out to Sony. Sony has a, uh, they don't have direct email support, uh, but they have this um, community and you can ask questions in the community and it does appear that it's moderated um, but it's not moderated by technical people which is what I found out so I, I went out I said to Sony you know I posted to Sony look I've got these two uh, media players that are no longer useful I'm not able to use them not able to do anything with them and I hate to just discard them I mean, they're, they're, the hardware is fine. There's not a mark on either one of them. You, if, if I put it in the box, you would not tell that it was not brand new. Either one of them. They've both been well-kept. The remote controls have been well-kept. Um, there's not about a bunch of you know, dirt in, the, in between the keys and that kind of stuff. So these are very fine pieces of equipment, and they work well. And what I want to do is I want to be able to... Um, reuse these i want to give them a new purpose i don't want to put them in landfills i want to attach them to televisions or monitors and get continued use out of them for several more years until the hardware just absolutely does not function anymore and hopefully we've made these and, and i doubt this we've made these out of recyclable material there's some way to to break these down and um Reuse the material that was used to make these so that um, it is we're recycling. We're making sure that we're not creating as much garbage as possible. Um, so Sony sent back to me. Uh, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to read you the exact uh, I just kind of paraphrase. Um, we will our technicians will look at finding ways to update this update these systems uh, and thank you very much for your question so basically screw you um, you know we got your money um, and if you want to be able to use something you need to buy the latest and the greatest and and so I think we should hold our manufacturers um, responsible also and I have to take responsibility for purchasing, which is why I didn't purchase another media player. I wasn't going to. Um, uh, a friend of mine bought it for me as a gift, and I am truly grateful, and I say thank you. Uh, I have gotten use out of it, but I will never buy another one because if, if I can't get more than four years out of it, there is no value to it. Because I'm only creating waste. Four years is an extremely short time for electronics. Even the cheapest electronics, even the cheapest phones, 
last longer than four years. And so if every four years I'm having to purchase a new media player because um, the old one no longer software wise, we're not talking hardware, we're talking software so that the software is no longer effective. We're creating garbage. We're selling garbage. It's garbage from the point of of sale. When you walk out of the door with it, it's garbage. So, um, I don't want to wait until um, science has come comes up with an answer. Um, I want to encourage people to make sure that um, one of the things that so people that I deal with. Every, I, I kind of notice if they're a recycler or not. And um, it's, it, what I don't want to do is always kind of, you know, be pushing my agenda of, you know, do you recycle? Um, you know, I'm not going to um, be at your house or, or, you know, hang around with you if you don't recycle. And that's that's not a a good approach. And so, um, but a lot of, or I say a lot, some, some of the people that, um, that I'm around don't take those extra measures. Recycling is not necessarily going to be easy. It is not going to be convenient. Um, so we have a choice. We either trade safety for convenience or we trade convenience for action. Um, you, we have to do something about what we're doing to our environment, how we're approaching. Um, we may have to keep additional containers in our vehicles when we shopping or when we're out. So, so that when we go to uh, a restaurant and we eat, we may have to go out to the car to get our our um, containers to take home our doggy bag rather than uh, get it from the manufacturer or get it from the, the restaurant. Um, in the instance of California, um, someone pushing back against the the laws uh, uh, against styrofoam and single use plastics. Uh, the first thing they they said was, you know, it's going to drive a lot of small businesses out of business. And if you've listened to my podcast before, if your first and main argument is money, you have no argument. And I say that then and I say that here. If your first argument or your main argument is cost. You have no argument. That's the last thing that should be the concern. Um, So we may have to uh, may want to consider taking uh, a container with you or a container, a couple of containers with you. Leave them in your vehicle. You may not know when you're going to stop and have a dinner someplace. But if you have a a container available, um, you don't have to create additional garbage 
So it's it's not depending on the government. It's not making the government responsible. It's not making science responsible. It's we as individuals taking the responsibility to protect our society and ourselves. I want to thank you very much for taking this opportunity. I'm going to close that one up today. Um, close this one up today. Thank you very much. It has been a, a wonderful time. Uh, also, the podcast is streamed live each week on YouTube. So you can <clears throat> participate by giving your information or asking questions. You can also include your thoughts. If you'd like to participate in the podcast, just contact or make uh, altitude adjustment a contact on Skype. Uh, the username is at it's the lionsden.stl at gmail.com. On Google, it's the lionsden.stl at gmail.com. Make sure uh, that you connect with me on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and on YouTube. Also, be sure to look for this and other episodes where you listen to podcasts. And remember that your likes and shares are internet gold. So please like and share this podcast where you find it. Always be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>